Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here joining with me today for a nice hot cup. My cup is still steaming, and it is oh so good. Anyway, hey, it is... Very, well, it's not really foggy out, but it sure looks that way when I look at the mirrors. We were running air conditioning, and the moisture content in the air is pretty high. There is a heavy dew over everything. It's definitely wear your gumboots when you go outside kind of day, at least around here. (laughs) Well, it is July 7th, a Tuesday, 2020, and uh, we are racing through the month of July. And uh, this morning when I woke up, it was earlier than I intended. So I was kind of, I dozed back to sleep a little bit. And then I woke up and it's like, well, let's get up. And then it was like, no, let's not get up. And so I came across something an old college friend, Christy, had posted and I had to watch it. And I uh, it, it it was great, and I want to share that with you today, uh, because it was it was just an amazing, fun filled um, video experience. And for those of you who are Gen Xers, um, this film uh, that uh, that was being discussed and addressed is probably one that you uh, have seen more times than you. <laughs> maybe want to admit, or yes, you're proud to admit that you've seen it so many times. And uh, I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit today and and why, you know, we get so um, excited and and rewatch certain movies over and over and over again. But the movie was... Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was sitting there trying to remember the the, uh, producer... um, the director, what is his name? Um, he made all the 80s teen movies that, that were, you know, absolute blockbusters. Um, I'll think of it later. Then I'll do a podcast and tell you I remember the name. <laughs> but there is a guy uh, who does, who has been doing some really neat things. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, let me let me pull up. I, I'll put a link to this uh, out there on on the uh, the page, but it's um, it's called Reunited Apart, and there's this guy Josh Gad, and he is you can tell he is very excited about movies and this dream of meeting the actors in his favorite movies. But during the uh, time of the coronavirus, he was able to uh, make connection with and do Zoom group interviews with uh, the actors of several different movies. And episode six is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they get all the key characters. You've got Ferris. You've got Cameron. Uh, you've got his uh, his girlfriend, uh, Ferris's uh, girlfriend. You've got his sister, played by um, 
Oh, gosh, why am I not being able to pull up the names? Gray, you know you know who I'm talking about. You have both of his parents. You have Ben Stein, the teacher. Uh, they, they bring in the guy who is the choreographer for the, the great big dance scene uh, out there in the parade, the Germantown parade. Just, they're, they're all on there, and it's, it's great to, to see them you know, as they are today, you know, they're not the little kids anymore, but you can look at them and say, you know, oh my gosh, it's, it's still them. They still <clears throat> look like themselves. Of course, Jennifer Gray doesn't quite look the way she did because she, uh, she, she did that. I, I think, you know, the mistake, which was she, she wanted to fix the shape of her nose, but that's, you know, there wasn't anything per se wrong with it, but it was very distinct and different. And when she did, people didn't recognize her and it totally changed her career. Um, but the, uh, uh, you know, it, you have all these people and they're, they're reminiscing, you know, what it was like, how they got into the film. Um, you know, you know, you have uh, Matthew Broderick and, and the guy who plays Cameron. They had been working together on a play. I think it was a Neil Simon play. And they um, and so that's kind of how they, they both auditioned and and they, they were able to get on it. Uh, it was just it was so much fun because and that's a movie. And, you know, raise your hand if you're like me. If it's on TV, you have to stop. You have to stop and you have to watch at least a little bit of it. And why? Why would we watch a movie that we have seen more than once? Well, the the reason is going to be emotion. There's something about the movie that taps into an emotion that that is very important to each, you know, each person. That's that's very important to you when you watch that. You know, there's some movies that I remember from, you know, my high school days in the early 80s. There's some I remember from, um, you know, the later 80s when I was, or mid-80s and later whenever I was in college. There's some that I remember from, you know, early adulthood. And, uh, you know, they, they will jump out at me and other ones they don't. Some of them, they, they, they were good movies. I'm not knocking the movies at all. But I didn't, I, I don't watch them again. I remember, or maybe I've forgotten, but there's others where, you know, it, there's a connection. There's a connection to that time of life maybe that you were going through. And this movie meant something emotionally to you. You get pulled into it. You go, oh my gosh, it stirs a whole bunch of memories from that time period. Uh, and Ferris Bueller was, you know, one of those for a lot of people uh, in my generation. Just, I'm going over to IMDb, the uh, movie site here, and just typing in. I love this this site because I uh, I use it all the time. Okay, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came in 1986. What were you doing in 1986 that this movie means something to you? You know, for me, in 1986, I was in my last year of college. I graduated in 87. I was president of my fraternity, Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia. Uh, I had... 
I, I felt, I guess, in as I think back to my college days, I was on top of my game. I was in the final wrap-up of the classes, you know, spring and fall, because in the spring of 87, and I graduated in May of 87, in the spring of 87, I was doing student teaching. So I really wasn't up on campus. But in 86, there was just a lot of good things happening in my life. And this movie just really made a connection with that time period. Whenever I think about it, it goes back to a time where, yeah, this was this is neat. And it's a movie that I think a lot of people relate to because wouldn't we all love to be able to pull that off? Wouldn't we all love to be able to, to, to do that kind of a day, to have that kind of courage and, and, a, a, and be part of a trio of friends that are out there you know, doing it? But I think also the movie connects with those who, for that time period, whenever they saw it, they may have related more to Jennifer Gray's character you know, the sister who was jealous, who was angry, who was, you know, always just totally ticked off at her brother. And it just oozed out of her. And, you know, some people connect to that part, to that character. And to see and, and listen to Jennifer Grey, you know, describe that uh, was just, you know, how she how she came out with that that persona for the movie was just it was hilarious listening to her describe it um you know for for others you know or i guess another part of it towards the end is is that transformation for the sister when she meets charlie sheen's character there in the police station and you know uh kind of falling for the bad guy uh, and there's a connection for some people that away, but there's just a lot of neat connections that take place, um, you know, in listening to them uh, in this video describe um, the impact that the uh, movie had on them. The person who it appears it had the biggest impact, and he says in it that it changed his life was Ben Stein. And Ben Stein was an economist. Uh, he taught economics. He, uh, uh, he, he was that, that dryness that uh, you see in the movie, that's, that's a natural part of his personality. And he was, he was just called in to do this, this one day's uh, worth of shooting. And he says it totally changed his life, and it did. It opened up a lot of unique opportunities and doors because he was, um, you know, as I think back to what I think of Ben Stein, is he's, the, he's that go-to economist now, or at least, you know, when he was more active. How, how old is he now? Let's just, let's just pull that up. That's the thing that kind of gets you is these people are not the young kids anymore. How old is Ben Stein? He is 75 years old now. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, he, he says how, how you know, getting that kind of exposure and that kind of a role made such a huge difference in his life. Um, but anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that. 
before I forget here, I'm going to have that posted so you can watch this. It's about 40 minutes long uh, that uh, that he's doing or that, that they're doing together. One of the things they do also is they act out some of the iconic scenes uh, and the interactions between them on this Zoom call. And it's absolutely hilarious uh, as they do it. Mm. You know, as I think to some other movies that go back to that time period and had an impact on me. You know, when I think about when somebody says, well, what was it like being in the, uh, uh, in the 80s growing up? What was it like in high school? Um, I think what, uh, at least for me, uh, the movie that I go to, but it sure wasn't how it was at my high school. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's, it's the one that I think for, for many of us, we kind of wished our high school was like that. And that's the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That came out in 82. And so, again, kind of like what I was describing my, my senior year in college, I felt like I was on top of my game. Whenever I was a senior in high school, I'd finally gotten over a lot of the insecurities and had found my niche. And Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out, and there was just a lot of connection uh, with that, with that movie. And of course, it also brought in a lot of uh, first, first, uh, you know, I guess you would call it breaking movies for so many people. Sean Penn. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, uh, Robert Romanus, uh, Brian Backer, you know, you had Phoebe Cates, um, you know, they were all the, the young ones in the show and it just, you know, uh, it, it really shot off many of their careers, um, that, uh, that they, you know, they became household names, and a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, their their starting place was Fast Times. Um, it's uh, it's neat how some of these movies will will do that. You know, another movie, and I need to try to remember when that one even came out. It was called Uncommon Valor. Let me just. Uh, there it is. That was nineteen. Gosh, it was nineteen eighty three. I didn't think it was that long ago. Um, but the, the actors in it, let me just see, you had Gene Hackman, you had, oh, I didn't realize it was Patrick Swayze that was in it, uh, Robert, uh, Stack, Fred Ward, um, oh, uh, Randall Cobb, um, several different great actors, I guess I had forgotten this, uh, Patrick Swayze was in it, but it's, it's basically 10 years after, Gene Hackman's son uh, became, uh, he went missing in action in Vietnam. It's 10 years later, and he puts together a team of Vietnam vets to go in and uh, break into uh, Vietnam to rescue his son from a POW camp. And, you know, it was, it was a movie where the idea of sacrifice uh, for the greater good uh, sacrifice for someone else was played out as a theme in the movie. And it wasn't a happy or a fun emotion as I think back to it, but one that um, the idea of sometimes you're faced with real 
tough choices, real tough decisions. And I've thought about this movie a lot more since working at uh, the VA and how for so many of them that were in combat roles, uh, having to work through in your head so that you're prepared, you know, if this is what you are asked to do, if this is what you need to do, you know, where you would sacrifice the rest of your life, not being able to live it out at such a young age in order to uh, do what needs to be done. And that may be that others get the chance to live out their life or that a mission gets completed or, or whatever it is. And that I had never really thought about that before. And that movie was really one where I probably thought about it more than any other movie. And, you know, it ties into a whole other set of emotions. I haven't watched this for years. It doesn't come up on, you know, the TV like, um, you know, when you have uh, Ferris Bueller come on or some of the other movies that you see a lot, you know, popping up over and over again. But it stirs an emotion, a powerful emotion. So, you know, if if you go out to the uh, to the Facebook page for the uh, for this uh, this episode there on uh, uh, Morning Coffee with Larry, why don't you why don't you leave a note, leave a um, comment there as far as what movies from your you know influential times in your life make a big impact. The ones that you feel some of the strongest emotions, whether it's happy emotions or fearful emotions or you know deep emotion, you know whatever it is, leave leave a comment. What movie? Was it, and maybe you know, just quickly say, you know, why, why that movie hits you? Uh, because they do, that's that's what movies do, you know. Documentaries, you know, they're great, they're great for knowledge, but a lot of them don't stir emotions. But there's certain regular movies that you connect to, so well, that's it for today. It is time to get moving and get those muck boots on and go out and feed some some animals. So you have a great one, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.